Hometown Ghost Stories contains serious and often distressing events and is not intended for all audiences. Listener discretion is advised. The movie The Gate answers the age-old question, what happens when you take Evil Dead and decide to make it a kid's movie? Maybe? Let's, let's talk about it. Welcome in, everybody, to this episode of Hometown Ghost Story Reviews. I am your fearless leader, the one who puts this all together, probably wrote the movies, directed them. I I do everything here. But for that little bit that I don't do, I have brought along Dave Wilkins. I just want to remind you that in these movie reviews of the three of us, you do the least. That's not true. I that is 100% everything. true. Did you I not just not. hear what I said? Well, I've also brought in Jesse Wilkins. I actually do the least. That's probably true. <laughs> That's not true. You do the uh, the audio and post the podcast. I do all hmm. the editing. Rob just shows up. And do everything. Sometimes. I just show up and, and star so, in this fucking thing. Sometimes he doesn't. Even, I don't even think he watches the movies, to be honest with you. <laughs> I, I mean, nobody knows because I never get a chance to actually say anything about them. More you guys proof have that you huge, don't do shit. You don't even talk. Huge monologues <laughs> that you go through. You just review like every scene before I'm allowed to say anything. Anyways, I'm sick of arguing about who does what on this podcast. Everyone knows it's all about me. But Dave, can you give us a synopsis of this movie, please? Yes. The Gate, 1987. When Al and Glenn's parents leave town for the weekend, Al uses the opportunity to throw a party while little brother Glenn and his friend Terry decide to explore a hole left by a tree removal service in the backyard. When unexplainable phenomena begin occurring, Terry, with the help of his extensive heavy metal music collection, comes to the conclusion that he and Glenn have accidentally opened a gateway to hell. But so, did they? But did they accidentally open a gateway to hell? Yeah, it, it does seem like it wasn't super accidental. It does kind of. It did kind of feel like that. That's what they were going for. But um, however they did it, they sure did do it. And sure did do some things come out of that hole that opened up too. <laughs> and uh, this movie, I watched I watched this when I was way too young. And it was a movie that just came on one night while I was watching TV. And uh, it, watched, it scared the ever-living shit out of me. I was so scared of this movie. I had nightmares. I thought about it just all day at school, just how scary this movie was. It terrified me. I only watched it the one time because for a very long time, I was way too scared to go back and watch it because I thought it was scary. And then as I got older, I was too scared to go back and watch it because I was afraid it wouldn't be scary. <laughs> and uh, this was actually the first time I went back and rewatched it. And um, I will say I disagree with you. I definitely don't think it's a kid's movie. I understand your criticism of it in that aspect, but it's definitely a family-friendly movie. And what I will say is it's a movie that if you want to introduce your kids to horror, probably not at the age of seven or eight that I was, maybe a little older, uh, it would be a really good intro to horror for your kids, especially like vintage 80s horror, 80s horror being the best kind of horror that's available. There were two scenes in this that scared the shit out of me when I was a kid. They stuck out in my head. The first one was the demon under the bed with the arms coming out and it grabbed her ankle. And then another hand came out and it grabbed her ankle. 
And then as they're on the other side of the room, the really long third hand comes out and grabs her ankle. For whatever reason, that scared the shit out of me. And the other one was the scene where the parents come home and you're like, the parents are home. And, but then you know something's off and you get that classic, you've been bad. And the dad's face just melts on the kid. I thought the graphics in this movie were pretty strong for the most part. They did a lot of, uh, for the, for, we're talking, you're giving me that look. We're talking 1980s graphics. They did a lot of the stop motion, which you get in Evil Dead. And also in The Thing, you get a lot of practical effects and you got a lot of forced perspective. So the, the, um, I think that these are solid 1980s graphics to be, to be quite clear. And then there were some things that were less scary than others. <laughs> I'll, give you that. I'll give you that face melting scene. Cause I was watching, as I was watching this, I'm like, Ooh, this is what Dave watched as a kid. This is what scared him. And that scene in particular stood out. I'm like, if I was a kid and I saw this particular scene, it would have scared the fuck out of me. Yeah, that as, was as the child. That was the main one, and then to follow it up with the phone call when Al answers the phone and it's the dad, "You've been bad." Yeah, uh, it just it scared me. Uh, I, I swear to pick a third scene that scared me. It was when the kid was dancing with his mom and it turned into the dead dog. That freaked me out. Uh, but then there were a lot that I know didn't scare me, and it was all the scenes that I forgot about that I was reminded about when I rewatched this. The little demons completely forgot about those guys. They were uh, funny and adorable, not particularly scary. That and then I thought the uh, the final demon was kind of disappointing, but just for me those just those, a bit, yeah. <laughs> those three those three scenes just stuck with me for my whole life and terrified yeah. me. The scene with the mother who came in, which is kind of the first glimpse of the paranormal with this thing, was it should it should have been scarier. And I understand if you're a kid, you're going to find that much more scary than an adult watching this. As an adult, it's going to be hard to find any of this scary. But when you watch that scene, I was like, if there was just something a little bit off about her. Maybe she had like giant pupils or something could have been easily done to her to not just make her be a woman just standing in, you know, the front door. When she came in, I literally was watching them and go, oh, there she is. (laughs) It's just just, the woman just walked in and like, you know, it's a ghost. And I thought it was pretty cool the way they did it with all of a sudden he's he probably strangled the dog to death and didn't realize it because he was hugging his mother so tightly and. For those of you who haven't watched the movie, basically, we're going to spoil it. This kid who had uh, lost his mother, so he was supposed to be like a kind of a punk, rebellious kid. He didn't really strike me that it as I probably the worst, probably the worst casting of all time. Like this is supposed to be like this punk rock, like kid. This is the geekiest looking kid. Yeah, he was absolutely lovable. This kid was great. He, in his defense, he was young. If it was like a high school punk rocker, different. This is obviously a All middle right. school, maybe grade school punk rock kid. And he was a he was a music nerd. Okay. So he, he looked like a nerd. So I, yeah, I thought the when, casting was pretty good. I think it was, that was fine. I, I love this. This kid crushed this role. He was probably mm-hmm. the best actor in the entire movie. But I think it was the parents that were like, oh, I don't want you hanging out with the, you know, he's a bad influence, but he really wasn't. He was just yeah. a really good kid. You really felt bad for him. Kid lost his mom. It was a really sad scene when he, the ghost of his mother came to visit. It really was. But to, you know, to be like, oh, he's a bad influence on you. It's like, no, he's not. It's like a great friend. Yeah. And yeah, so it was, the movie was fine. It had kind of like an ET feel to it for a little while. Mm. And it was short enough. You know, it didn't drag on. The claymation did not hit home. You know, obviously this is a 1987 movie. So practical effects you got to respect it but 
they were it was really goofy it was really really goofy the little demons there was nothing like like once shit started to go down nothing was scary at all you know a little bit of the build-up and i i enjoyed it i didn't enjoy the movie it was actually a really good movie a lot of fun a lot of fun i would potentially watch this with my kids maybe in a couple years my kids are seven and nine they're not ready yet but especially after i've seen what it has done to dave but (laughs) the fact that the monsters are so goofy kind of makes me think that maybe maybe they could handle it pretty soon some of you know, the, zomb- the zombie was kind of scary. Um, maybe not now. Like it didn't. I don't think it held up well. But at the time, I remember that was pretty yeah. pretty scary. The, that zombie in particular, they probably showed too much, mm-hmm. which is not something you usually say about zombies. But I could see the creep factor from the beginning. I mean, you knew it was going to come back. It's something I'm going to bring up. I'm going to tell you what the scariest thing in this entire movie was, and that was this kid doesn't have to go to school this morning. And he has to wake up to yard work. There is nothing worse than your day off. And you have to wake up to some asshole neighbor cutting their yard at 7 a.m. or running a chainsaw. Oh, the work was the tree company. But I'll one up you there for our entire childhood was if we didn't have school, we were doing the yard work at 7 (laughs) a.m. That's why we are the way we are today. That's why even on on a Saturday, if I'm not not doing anything, I I feel like a piece of shit. I'm like, I'm not, I'm just laying around, man. I need to go do something. (laughs) Mm. But it changes nothing even if you do something because you still just end up a piece of shit at the end of the day. My my other question is, this, this is a conundrum I have. The, the main kid's name was Glenn. And I understand that there's adults named Glenn, but there's never been a child named Glenn, right? That's no, just right. never. You never have to earn that. You don't, you don't earn that name until you're at least 42 years old. So this yeah. is a massive flaw in the movie. It's yeah. one of those names that are reserved for only people born over the age of 40. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I like there is no kid ever named Glenn. And I was just watching. I'm like, I don't know if I've ever seen a kid named Glenn. I know of an adult named Glenn, but just there's definitely never been a child to- with that name. To your point, and I know you're joking, but to your point, we're, this movie was 1987. We we were born in the 80s, so it wouldn't be unheard of us to know people that were a few years older than us. I didn't know anyone named Glenn that wasn't no an adult. Yep. Right. right. It's because there weren't any. And all the Not Glens kids. I know now I've met as as adults. We might be unraveling something here. I think it we're getting be. to the bottom of this. Yep. This might be a conspiracy, actually. <laughs> <laughs> if your name's Glenn... <laughs> Where did you come from? <laughs> and what was your name before the age of 42? <laughs> yes. We need to know that as well. Uh, so those were, what I, those were some of my uh, main problems. I think we can start getting into a little bit more of this movie. I want to talk about the scene where the kid falls into the hole, because I have two points I want to bring up with this one. I don't think the right sibling was the main character in this movie. I feel like the sister should have been the main character in it for some reason. She seemed, it, it seemed like the movie would have flown a little bit better if we were following her a little bit more, mm. if that makes sense. I think and, she's a more interesting character because she's going through, I liked the relationship that they were building between the two. You could tell that when they were younger, they were close. And now that she's growing up and kind of getting into those high school years that she's doesn't really want to be, you know, buddy, buddy with a little brother anymore. And it's kind of this sad relationship stage that they've reached. So I thought it was pretty good character development for both of them. But I actually like your point that it maybe should have followed her instead of him because she might've been the more interesting character 
And uh, it's hard to, to do a lot with uh, a young actor like that. And this goes to my next point. When the kid falls in the hole, it's the friend. I, mm-hmm. I think that's a mistake. I think it should have been one of the siblings that fell in the hole because I think you, I, I know the kid played that part really well, but in terms of characters we're supposed to care about, I think it is the siblings more so than the friend. It was supposed to be, but the the friend really became like the main character in this movie. And I understand that it's mostly the son who was, who was the main character. When but I think that's part of the problem. Friend. Right. I mean, maybe, but, but at the same time, it's really about, it's about Glenn and his buddy, right? And uh, Terry, Glenn and Terry is these two. And then the sister is kind of an added, added, added to it, even though her friends are also contributing to this accidental ritual that they perform. And I actually loved all of the pieces of the ritual that were kind of falling into place where it demanded a sacrifice and then it turned out it didn't have to be human sacrifice and he accidentally kills the dog and they're like, all right, well, as long as the dog doesn't end up in that hole, it's going to be fine. And then you had the dumbass boyfriend who was supposed to go take care of the, th- the dog, but the shelter's closed. So he gets back home and all of a sudden he's like, Hey, you already got a whole dog sick, dumps the dog in there, fills it in. And I even liked the way they tied that up where the kids are in the backyard and they're trying to read the Bible or whatever to, to make sure that they break this curse and, or the ritual and make sure that nothing gets summoned out of the depths of hell. And the sister comes over. She's like, Oh, what are you guys doing? What's under there? And they lift it up and the ground all of a sudden is all filled in little do they know less because the guy buried the dog there. They're like, it worked. Yeah. They're like sick. We did it. They thought, cause they thought they broke it, but it had nothing to do with it. In all reality, the shit was just turning up from there. But I loved all the steps that they went through. I liked the, the lore behind the band that made the album that he was kind of getting all of his information from where the band all mysteriously died or they, they all died after recording that one album with the satanic rituals and everything like that. I thought it really tied in the story of the who, what, and why, and it made the movie make sense. Yeah, there's two major positives for me. It's the the story was really well written and really well um, fleshed out. It was a good story, and it was pretty well acted for the most part. It was. I thought the uh, I thought Stephen Dorff did a really good job uh, as a kid, and it was tough with kid actors. We've talked about it before. You don't nest. It's it's hard to get a kid to act well, and usually when you do, it's because they're playing a character that's unlikable. So when you have a a kid actor that's, you know, especially in horror, right? Look at the Babadook. That kid was an amazing actor and he might've been the worst thing in the world. And, <laughs> <laughs> right? You look at like Game of Thrones, Joffrey Baratheon. I don't know if I'd really consider him a child actor, but maybe in the earlier seasons, he was super unlikable, but a phenomenal actor. And Crushed it. With this, with this Stephen Dorff in this role, I thought did a really good job acting, especially for his age. And he played a likable character. You liked him. Both of the kids were likable. Mm-hmm. The sister was likable. You know, the, some of her friends weren't great actresses, but uh, not not the worst. Not enough to take you out of it. They didn't. Yeah, they didn't have to be. And in eighties horror movies, you expect the friends of the main characters to be all the, all sorts of over the top and quirky. And for the most part, I like all the riffs that that Glenn was having with his sister's friends, where he's just you know like he just hates them so much because of what you had mentioned earlier he sees their relationship unfortunately dissolving because she's getting older and she wants to party and she wants to get boyfriends and hang out with, with her older friends. And it's no longer him and his sister. It's now all he's got is Terry. Who's the yep. best character in this goddamn movie. 
I have a few more issues with this movie, I, and I'm not trying to make all my points negative, but do you feel like they tried to do too many callbacks to like, they tried to set up way too many callbacks in this movie. It felt like they're got the rocket came back. The fireworks came back. There was like five other things. I didn't even write them all down. I'm like, they just set all these things up. It's like, it just keeps coming back and back and back. And it was, it felt like one too many almost for the callbacks for me in this movie. Yeah, the rocket was one you knew it was going to come back because they yep. kept referencing it. You're like, this is definitely going to come back. And it's something I picked up, obviously, this time around. Definitely didn't pick it up when I was younger. But yeah, maybe there were a lot of callbacks. They kept The dog kept being a callback, right? The, uh, the, well, the dog, dog was just kept... part of the plot at that point. Yeah, but like how many times is this dead dog going to show up? Like, yeah, it showed I thought up it was like a little... Times. I mean, it's a feel-good moment at the end, but the dog shouldn't have came back to life at the end. Yes, Not, he should have. Shut up. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I love well, that the dog came back to life at the end. That was a real positive for me. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> they actually should have. The one person that should have died in this movie was the friend that rolled her eyes after they said that the dog died. Yeah. That chick, that chick should have been one of the sacrifices. Absolutely. They definitely should have taken advantage of that. One of my negatives is that uh, every character was safe in this and they didn't kill anyone off, which is not usually a recipe for a good horror movie. But uh, you don't have to have a, a ghost movie. I don't know if you'd call this a ghost movie. I'm really stretching calling it a ghost Buddy, movie. But Demons, it's not a ghost. Demons are ghosts, okay? <laughs> this is a potato movie. This there is. are a bunch of little potatoes with arms. <laughs> That are running around in this movie. They weren't scary, but they were I will fun. say this. I really enjoyed them. Put me in that little cave, the hole that the kid fell in, with all those little fucking potato monsters, <laughs> and I'll fight them all day. I'm not trying to sound like a tough guy, but I'm sitting there. I'm like, dude, I would be soccer ball. I would be punting these things. Like, I'd be kicking field goals with these things all afternoon. Not scary, please. And it was like, as soon as he stepped on one, it's like, man. Squirming <laughs> on the ground, I'm like, dude, this is so easy. I would have fun with this. I would be uppercutting them. I create, I'd be creating new moves. I'd be doing Mortal Kombat combos on them, hitting one. I would be using several of them as weapons against themselves, and it would be absolutely amazing. I was like, dude, this looks like a lot of fun. Oh, but he man. blew it. He got these scared. are these are. Let's just get into they these things now because when I think of demons. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. They are not four inches tall. Why? Well, like, I don't understand why this was the design they went with for these things. It was not great. Gremlins. I don't know. Kind of yeah. a, you know, the chucky. Little, the little minions, and then you're eventually going to get the big one, right? You you can I'll, you can sell me on critters and gremlins as why they did this, but not Chucky. It's that that's a whole different ball game. If we're talking about just like relative size. Chucky's They're, much bigger than these things. He's a little bigger. It's much bigger. Chucky's like a monster compared to these things. I'll concede Chucky probably wasn't the best example. But yeah, <laughs> Gremlins, Critters. Yeah. The uh, you know, alien movies have like the littler version of the aliens that are terrifying. They, you know, even in aliens, the smaller ones are scary. 
Yeah, yeah these aren't. What was the rating <laughs> on this? Was it, this had to be PG thirteen. PG thirteen, right? yeah. Yeah, because yeah, because this this was one of those scenes where, and we're we're back to the the little guys and when he fell into the hole. This is one of those scenes that could have used a little blood. Mm. So when they're biting him, if there mm. was at, at least a little bit of blood being shown, then that that bumps up the fear factor in this tunnel. And I'm no longer wanting wanting to take on waves and waves of this thing like it's Call of Duty Zombies. But it's uh, it, yeah, it, it it was it was it was goofy. They're just not they were not scary at all. Yeah, <laughs> none of the claymation monsters were scary. That that was that was my issue. Was at up until that point when you start getting introduced to these little monsters and the big goofy hands, which I understand for a child that that is a scary scene, but they were like, the hands were way too fat, like way mm. too swollen. <laughs> it was yeah, like, oh like Muppet, boy. Muppet yeah, hands. Exactly. It looked like just something out of Sesame Street. And uh, that's where the movie stopped being scary at all. Not that I was scared. I'm like super tough, but <laughs> it was up until then. I was like, this is a good kind of premise. You know, relatively scary idea for a movie. And then it just got real goofy after that. But yeah, I do think, you know, we give passes on a lot of the eighties movies for cheesy effects. This one, and this might, this place is more of a negative for me. This 87 feels a little late for effects that cheesy, right? This is right. six years after the thing. And we're, we're doing uh claymation and eight millimeter stop motion and forced perspective shots, which you know, I don't know what the budget was on this, but I I know it's smashed in the box office. Yeah, but uh, I I do feel like eighty seven is probably a little late for for um for some of their effects. Some of it. I mean, Evil Dead Two pulled it off because Evil Dead Two was horror comedy, right? And then the the third one was complete comedy, but right. still phenomenal. This movie wasn't trying to be comedy, and these things came off very silly. So mm-hmm. that's that's where it comes in as a flaw for me. I understand you're dealing with 1987. You're dealing with limitations of what you could do with special effects and practical effects and everything like that. But this movie did not strike me as a movie that was ever trying to be a comedy at all. And that's what it comes off as completely on the second right. half of this movie. The first half, great buildup, great premise, kind of geared towards kids a little bit, but with that E.T. kind of feel to it. But at the same time with the special effects – didn't really get to where they wanted to go, which is my only issue with it. But they're on screen too much is the other problem. So I think I think that, I mean, we, we talk about rewriting movies on here sometimes, showing less and making it something akin to, so another one of those callbacks was the man and the, and the wall. We knew that was coming back. That ended up being the zombie. It's like they just threw that in there. It's like, why is that even in there? Why is that? He's, and he even says, I just made that up. And, and it's, it's preying on your fear. Maybe we could have, maybe we could have explored that a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Because clearly that's something that was, that kid was scared of and it was using it against him. So maybe instead of having these little demon monsters, we could have like shown almost like a Stephen King's it, where we're showing something that each of these kids feared between the three of them. So I, I think that's part of it. And they did that a little bit with the mother and everything. But these critters running around was too bad. And then we get this big one that wasn't even that bad until you noticed the, the T-Rex arms on the mm. front that were incapable of doing anything. Like, what are what are these arms going to do? Why did we even leave these arms on this yeah. thing? The thing that the, well, they tied themselves in was they copied the demon in the picture. And that was what it was supposed to look like. So 
I don't know if they just drew this demon for this movie or if this was an actual picture of an actual demon. Well, then either you picked the wrong demon or you should have drawn its arms longer. So you could, so it could have been a little bit more effective and scary and a child's toy rocket ship wouldn't be your demise. Yeah. 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 And and my only other like main issue with it is the ending scene when Glenn's by himself and he's running up and down the stairs and doing everything that felt too long. That felt Mm -hmm. like it needed to be cut down a little bit. It's like, dude, I don't know what he's doing now. I don't know what I'm supposed to be watching for. It's not really telling us what he's trying to do. There wasn't, this wasn't laid out too well. And it's just taking forever to develop into whatever he's going to do. So I thought that needed to be chopped down a little bit. I agree with that. And I do think that we definitely had a serious case of too much monster. I think this could have been a lot scarier if they left more to the imagination, built a little bit more tension rather than trying to shock us with their their uh monsters but for the most part i thought that this was an effective movie for what they wanted it to be they weren't trying to make evil dead they weren't trying to make the exorcist they were trying to make a movie based for a family audience that was scary yeah and i think that they pulled that off one place they could have gone to and i don't know if we've mentioned this scene yet but when the kid fell in the hole that at that point when i'm watching this movie because it's my first time seeing it i was like sick we get to see what where they came from so i thought if maybe if the hole collapsed behind him a little bit or something or if he couldn't get back out right away and he was forced to go into where these things came from and we got Mm. to see a little bit of hell or where whatever it is or the passageway to hell which apparently is eight feet below this person's house then I thought that could have been a. Re- I thought that was where the movie was going to go. I thought they were going to go in after him, and I thought we were going into the gate. We were going into this passageway, and this whole movie's going to turn here. But then they just get him out of the hole and they go back in the house. I thought that could have been, could have been a cool way that the movie could have gone, but it didn't go that way. So I was a little disappointed with that. I'm going to push back on the Evil Dead thing, Dave. I think that they fully were inspired by Evil Dead for this movie. Ins- sure, inspired by, it, but they weren't trying to make Evil Dead the whole like not even close. Like they. Evil am, I, am I allowed to finish my points on why I think that it was like the Evil Dead? Or are you trying to say it was like, or trying to say it was inspired by? I, I'm going to give you why I think that it replicated too much of the Evil Dead. Roll. That hole in the ground is essentially the the basement, right? Like that's where the evil's coming from. Sure. We have the book as well mm-hmm. from the Evil Dead. It's the curse. We have the demon monsters are the deadites, like it's taking form of loved ones and other different little things around it. It felt like child's evil dead. And I'm not saying it's a full knock on that, but it it really felt like somebody watched evil dead and then just wrote this script after, after watching that, in my opinion, probably. And uh, my point wasn't that I don't, I don't know if you fully got my point there. It was, it wasn't, I wasn't saying that like they definitely didn't draw inspiration. I wasn't saying it wasn't like the evil dead. I was referring to evil dead, specifically evil dead one, that that was very disturbing, very bloody, very gory, very violent in every possible aspect. And one of the most shockingly violent, horrifying movies I've ever seen. They definitely were not trying to make that. They were trying to, yes, they are, they sh- they probably drew inspiration from some of the ideas from Evil Dead, but they weren't trying to shock their audience. They weren't trying to disturb their audience. 
they were shooting for definitely was you know you look at the PG thirteen rating, they were shooting for a family audience. So that was my point. Oh, so they were shooting for Child's Evil Dead. My original point is what you're saying. I understand what you're saying. I, I, I think my original point went straight over your head, and you're still not grasping it. But <laughs> we can move on. <laughs> I agree with that. Let's uh, hop into some ratings, I guess. Sure, sure. Uh, I had this probably maybe a little higher than you guys. This movie, like I said, inspired my uh, interest in the horror genre, which just carried on because I had that initial. I was just it made me so scared. And then I think I, I shied away from horror movies for a little while, but then I kind of craved them and went back. And I really liked that feeling of fear that I used to get when I would watch horror movies. <laughs> but uh, uh, I got this one at a 3.7. I think that it was, for what, it, for what they were shooting for, I thought it was well executed. I thought it was well acted. And you know, I had a few negatives, obviously, that, that keep it down. Uh, the ending annoyed me that they didn't give me something, right? I always say, like, you, gotta, you can't end on a happy note give me something even if you want to have a happy ending throw a little horror twist in there if you're going to make a horror movie if they had one of those little demons still lurking behind maybe looking at them in the window right. or something um that would have been cool but uh they the didn't last, do that. the last thing we needed was one more glimpse of a potato monster maybe yeah. maybe one of the other ones but or if they uh, or if the dad came home and was like what the heck happened here you guys have been bad <laughs> you know yeah, something like that, that. could have been cool would have been great uh, i would like that but they, did, they didn't do it. They just gave us the the happy ending, which made it, it just felt more like, you know, I was watching Goonies or something. But mm -hmm. uh, yeah, three, seven for me. I got this one at a three, five. So I did enjoy it. I actually really, really, really loved the first half of this movie. I thought it was a lot of fun. I loved the story, loved the build towards it. The monsters took me out of it. I mean, I'm, I'm watching this movie and taking into account this is a 1987 horror movie. It's a PG-13 one with a short runtime. It is what it is, but I just I'm I'm sitting there like the whole second half. My expert, my I'm just okay, <laughs> all right. You know that's my reaction the entire second half of the movie. But I still enjoyed it. I thought it was fun. Yeah, we could have got a little something at the end, but yeah, three five for me. I got it at a two nine, and I think I think I enjoyed it more than I. Uh, it, and by the way, that's two point nine potato monsters out of five potato monsters. <laughs> just so we're so can, all like aware. That. Um, but I, it's, it's, it's a enjoyable, it's an eighties enjoyable movie. I probably bump it up a little bit because of it's an, it's in the eighties. I, I think what you guys have said, this is the perfect introduction to horror for your children. Like if you, if you want to show them something that's not completely tame with nothing that's scary and you want to give them something with just that little bit of an edge this is the movie to do it with. You get a couple really scary parts in it for children. And uh, I think it's something that you can, you can build off of that and see what your kids are capable of watching, right? Like this is a great stepping stone for that. And it's not the worst and it's the runtime's good. Mm -hmm. Yeah. There's some flaws, but it's 1987. There's way worse horror movies that are out now in 2024. So yeah, I, I'll probably, I won't watch it again soon, but it's not something that I'd ever like turn my nose up at watching again. Right. Yeah. I think it, was, it is pretty, I think it's pretty rewatchable for the most part. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Let us know what you think. Did you watch The Gated as a kid? Did you watch it recently? Let us know in the comments below what you thought of The Gate 1987. Yeah. So that's going to do it for this horror movie review. Our next 
horror movie review is going to be a movie that we've been meaning to do and we're going to we're going to get to now we're going to review the movie talk to me for our next movie review so make sure you go watch that we will spoil it we'll give the spoiler warnings up front it is a more recent movie but definitely go check that movie out for myself for dave for jesse we will catch you next time peace